This podcast should not be considered as medical advice. If you are looking for medical advice, then please contact a licensed professional. But do find someone that has a brain and can think critically about what's going on in the world today. This is the Collective Resistance Podcast with your hosts, Leo and Fabiola. We will be discussing why we find ourselves resisting the narratives of the common collective, as well as why the common collective resists new information. Saying germs cause disease is like saying rats cause dumps and mosquitoes cause swamps. Somebody I follow closely kind of flipped out this past week. They are one of the most eloquent and informed people I've heard speak on the issues that we are experiencing today. They apparently reached a breaking point and up and said, I am done with the resistance. The person said that people just aren't getting it. The online Twitter discussion got to the point of the culture around hero worship. You see, there are people in the resistance that seem to have some pretty glaring conflicts of interest, things that would preclude you from being heralded as a hero of all things. But the people want their champions, and they pushed back on these aspersions. In many ways, I think it's like the blue-pilled masses holding up their medicine man, Dr. Fauci, regardless of his ping-pong rhetoric and goalpost-moving business. Is it all the same? Is it that we get tied to people and emotion and not the data? Is it that we long for well-spoken orators who tell us what we want to hear to reinforce our own infatuation? This week has been a challenging one. I found myself tied to heroes more than I thought I was, and seeing some get knocked down a few pegs was not a great feeling, but it did get me to focus on what was really important, and that's attention. You see, what you're allowed to focus on is the distraction. I don't care what you call it, Fauci, lab leak, wet market, corporate malfeasance. It's all put in place to buttress the lie. So while a large portion of the world marches to whatever beat they're told to, and the resistance is latching onto personalities that are picking apart the powers that be, all while supporting the paradigm that those powers that be are pushing, it's quite brilliant because the output is the same, and that is that there is this invisible pathogen that we need to avoid and avoid passing to others. All the while, the actual paradigm that's been laid over our reality is barely mentioned and not even joked about because to joke about it would still bring awareness to its existence. It's time to become our own heroes. It's time to speak the truth from our own minds and not leave it for others to do for us. It's time to get to work. Fabiola, how are you? I'm good, Leo. How are you? I'm good. I'm cold, You're, too. Uh, well, I did disconnect the heater here. <laughs> we got about a foot of snow. Yes. Uh, which it's a winter wonderland. I, I will tell you one thing I like about up here is that uh, I guess because it's so cold and maybe because it's dry, you know, the, the snow doesn't get like slushy and dirty really quickly. So it, even the, the roads that have been uh, plowed are... It's just like white powder just everywhere. You're just driving through white powder, even though it's been, you know, two days of snow. It's so, like the world is only two colors now. It's either white or brown. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's up. like Narnia. 
It is kind of like nerdy. I'm waiting for that uh, that dude, the the horse guy. Yeah, I know the, the the ice queen or whatever her name was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what did you think of uh, what I wrote up there? I know you don't get a chance to to read those ahead of time. Mm-hmm. It's a surprise. I thought it was brilliant. It is. It is true. It, and you see it everywhere. It's like everyone is just dancing around the elephant in the room. <laughs> Nobody's really talking about. The elephant in the room, and it's okay to then go to, you know, emotions. What kind of emotions the elephant in the room have caused you to feel, but you still don't talk about the elephant in the room? Well, I can't remember who it was I was watching. Um, It actually just came to mind as you were saying that, but, uh, um, you know, they were saying that that, uh, uh, you have to, the game that they're allowing us to play is this, pathogen game so you have to jump into the ring in that in that uh uh foray you know that 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 topic you you can't Mm -hmm. change the topic and really i think that that uh more than more than ever i mean i do think this discussion is multifaceted you know we, we we've been talking about some of the the uh, core infrastructure things that are being put in place, you know, from a financial system perspective and technological perspective, biosurveillance, all that type of stuff, which is important, right? Because that stuff didn't just spawn out of nowhere. It's been stuff that's been uh, growing. Puzzle pieces have been, you know, laying down. And now all of a sudden you, you would almost think, oh, okay, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. You know, you think these companies would be like, Oh, hold off! You know, let the the, the world's not ready just yet because we're trying to. We should put all of our resources into figuring this this pathogen issue out. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, uh, but if anything, we've seen this turbocharge that's mm-hmm. happened. You know, around metaverse and I mean, I mean, it's, it's literally everywhere. It's everywhere. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's the algorithm and what it's serving to me, mm-hmm. but it's everywhere. That's I mean, part of it. You're the chosen one. I am. I am the chosen one. Yes. But, um, you know, Tom Cowan, he said this interesting quote, which we actually just saw before we we recorded, and I thought it was very applicable, but he said, uh, they invented the lab-created or engineered virus story to give the anti-vax community something to get excited about. They caught the bad guys red-handed. The bad guys are smarter than them and suckered them into promoting the Oh my God, there is a deadly engineered virus circulating story. Keeps the virus story going and scares people even worse. There are grandmaster, or sorry, they are grandmasters in chess. Most people either playing checkers or don't even know there is a game. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this obviously comes back to the fact that they've never seen this thing. Mm-hmm. They never saw SARS CoV 1 either. Mm hmm. You know, these they are don't all, even claim they've seen it. They, they don't put even it claim. in all the papers. It's in silico. And uh, really, what's happened? You know, th- this this storyline here around the not seeing the virus. You know, that kind of peaked really the first six months of the the. You know, Cowan was one of the main guys that kind of put that out there, right? Kind of got the ball rolling on that, and. Uh, um, then in an informal presentation <laughs> yeah yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that was viewed by millions of people afterwards and, and then uh it just kind of went away you know what i mean and and you know we've stayed in in it just connection. Not, i don't know that he ever got into any any mainstream conversations 
No, not at all. Not at all. And it was more, and I even tried talking to some individuals about that. What do you think about this? Because I didn't know about that either. I didn't know germ theory. I never even thought about it. Okay, it's called germ theory. Yeah. It's a theory, you know. Even though the, the terrain theory is also a theory, but it seems like there's a lot more science behind the terrain than there is in the germ. And then just before the podcast, just looking at a few things, germ means new life. Isn't that funny? Go back to definitions. Yeah. Germ means new life. And virus means poison. So right there, we're getting tips of what this is all about. Mm -hmm. But I think we've been so conditioned and brainwashed to, to think that germs are bad and that they're going to kill us all and that our bodies, God didn't design us correctly you know, <laughs> for whatever reason. And we can't breathe and we can't speak. We got to cover our nose and our mouth. And we, our bodies have been turned into, they've been weaponized. Yeah. It's like the next, you know, war on terror. Now it's not like this foreign entity somewhere in another country. Now your own body is, is the weapon. Well, and, and what I was alluding to, you know, in the hero worship and stuff, you know, we, we had a lot of um, interesting insights into, you know, like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. this week, you know, Alison McDowell, who we focused in on, you know, she was kind of, I mean, she wasn't picking a fight, but she was just pointing out some some incongruities, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and it was so funny. Literally, I was driving to the store tonight, and then I, I, I uh, just checked my phone. I had a notification when I was walking into the store, and, and uh, Telegram had a, had a uh, news article that somebody posted where they, they said that, uh, what actually, what, what did it read here? It was actually quite funny. It said, uh, from the Daily Mail, anti-vaxxer Robert F. Kennedy Jr. blames his Curb Your Enthusiasm star wife Cheryl Hines for ordering guests, uh, for ordering her guests that were attending their holiday party at their California home to get vaccinated <laughs> or tested. I'm like, how how can this get more dystopian <laughs> and confusing? Well, and, and, and who knows? That may not be true, right? That may prove out not to be true. That mm -hmm. is the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail is not the the uh, the most. I mean, I did even, you go to Children's Health Defense to see if there's to see anything if they about had a, a that? rebuttal yet? I haven't yet because that literally had just happened. But but. Uh, We'll obviously be finding out if that happened. We do want to kind of stoke some of you to maybe go look for yourselves, but I'm sure we'll see more on that here as the uh, week moves on. But but um, I was just kind of like, oh, geez. I mean, if that is true, you know, he's blaming her that it was something she wanted to do, but it's like she has no idea what he's been doing, you know, all, all this time, you know, what, what fight he's been doing. I mean, it's just nuts. And, and, um, you know, uh, Alison McDowell pointed out that uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., you know, he, he sits on a like a board for a uh, venture capital group. Um, and they're all, you know, they're, they're uh, invested in Google, Bechtel, Siemens, you know, a, a lot of these companies that uh, and these projects that they're backing have to do with fourth industrial revolution technology and things of that nature. So, you know, the same types of stuff that the World Economic Forum is is pushing from from their uh, 
um, documentation that they have published online. So it, 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 and then I was just seeing. Oh, it's not just that then. Robert Malone has that video of him. You know, he's been talking about how this vaccine is so dangerous. Now he just had a video say that he actually went ahead and got his vaccine. Well, and, and, and McCullough, I think, said the same thing. Dr. You know, Peter McCullough. You what know, he'd is had the, going on? You know, Peter McCullough goes on. Dr. Peter McCullough goes on Joe Rogan. Dallas which, next. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, uh, Peter McCullough goes on Joe Rogan, and I listened to the whole thing. It's a three-hour interview. Uh, I listened to it in, in hour chunks, and, and uh, it, it's a great interview just from, if you, if you say, hey, look, I want to hear somebody who sounds well-versed on a topic, you know, doesn't hem and haw, just gives the data, you know, and, and has a lot to say, doesn't seem like they're wanting to obfuscate or anything. I mean, we, we've... we've Played clips, I believe, of, of Peter, of Dr. Peter McAuliffe here on on the podcast. I, I believe. don't think so. Not a single one. I think no, we've played I've at least one. I've always been a little suspicious of the guy. Well, I, I've always liked him, and uh, but but you know, to your point, he's he's in the the system. Yeah. And uh, what was very obvious to me in listening to that three hour interview was that um, you know he was very invested in testing, and then the outputs of testing. Yet, and, he, and, and to a certain extent, he even admits the shitty nature of the tests. Yet, he wants us then to believe all of the inferences that we can then take from the data that the tests provide. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, m- maybe it's me, but I'm like, look, if, if we start with bad data, mm-hmm. then how can any of the data that we have that comes out of that be worth a crap? When we start from the wrong perspective, um, you know, from germ theory, let's say, then how can you even, I mean, all this becomes a huge manufactured story that just keeps getting more and more and more complex. I mean, think about gain of function research. Yeah, well, like Callan was just saying, I mean, how can you, how can you build upon anything when you haven't seen the thing? And, and that it's supposed to cause this whole Well, and that, that brings us back to situation. that point. Is why aren't these people talking? You know, why aren't they coming to terms with this? How, how can McAuliffe do a three-hour interview and not touch on the fact that they've never seen the goddamn yeah. virus? I mean, yeah. how can you do that? You yeah. know, it doesn't make any sense. And... Uh, um, and, 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 and obviously, somebody listening might say, well, that's because the way that they do isolate viruses is uh, um, credible. And so he doesn't have to, to question that. And it's like, uh, okay, well, there are people talking about that, you know, as, as far as that the, the, they haven't ever seen you it. You mean the method? Yeah, yeah, the method. I mean, you and I know it's not credible because mm-hmm. we've d- dug in and looked at it. But I'm saying somebody who's listening here who hasn't done that, right. you know, they might say, well, maybe he's not bringing it up because the way they do it is credible. You know, so he just, well, wh- wh- why do that? You know, I remember Dell talking about that on his show one time because he interviewed um, Kaufman. And I think uh, after that, he started talking about Gear Vandenbosch and people started giving him some flack about that because he wasn't really tackling the 
real issue. Yeah. And he said, well, it's just because people coming to to my show or the high wire, they are not at that. They don't even know there's a, another theory alongside well, the germ theory. And, and, and so that's a funny thing to say because it's like, okay, look, you know, the game that the elites and the powers that be are playing is soccer but most people think we're playing football so we're gonna (laughs) talk about football because that's what most people think we're playing even though soccer's what's being played you know what i mean that that's but you know what that reminds me of in a story you told on the podcast uh some time ago about conversation you had with uh, a friend of ours at a birthday party Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you remember well, I mean, that? I, I remember having the conversation. And but... you were starting to have a conversation, and the person... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They asked a, they asked a question like... Do you remember um, what that was? I think they said something like, you... I'd have to go back and listen to the episode again, but you... you yeah, you... they got their shot, I think. And then you were talking about... Oh, yeah, and I think the... I said, you know, they'd never seen the thing, right? Oh, uh, the and, virus. And, and, uh, and, and he was like, what are you talking about? And it was like, in that moment... You know, I knew it was like, okay, shit. I only, I'm only gonna be here for ten minutes. I, I, I'm. This is not gonna be possible. You know what I mean? You, you need at least like an hour, like well, minimum. I mean, that would need Ma- maybe be more. Enough. I mean, think about how many hours you put on this podcast. Yeah, and and so so that, but that's the thing, right? So he, so the guy I'm I'm talking to is playing football. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, oh, you didn't know we were playing soccer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's just. Uh, and he's a soccer fan. <laughs> You're silly, silly. Well, do you want to play uh, Sire G's? Yeah. Uh, so clip. It's eleven eleven. By the uh-huh. way. Uh huh. Ooh, eleven eleven. Yeah. Make a wish. Okay. So, so Sire G, we want to do the 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 uh, synopsis. The synopsis. So, synopsis one. Basically, okay. Sire G was in an interview this week that I happened to catch and with Jin Tempo. Mm-hmm. And he is. Um, well, let's listen and we can talk about it after. I just love his content. But basically, this is a synopsis of everything we talked about on this podcast till this point and what is the agenda behind the whole thing, which we talked about too. So, just let's just uh, summarize everything we talked about. Yeah, let's to, take it in and then we, yeah. will, uh, we will discuss. Yeah. A really good point around the nature of this moment because what I feel is happening is that germ theory, especially when it comes to viruses, right, which is a really interesting topic when you really drill down and you realize it's an obligate parasite at best, meaning it has no ability to move from point A to point B, has no ATP, it has no engine to move it. It, It's a dead thing. It's not even arguably living. And that's from the most high gravitas sources of so-called scientific information. So for them to take an invisible particle that takes, uh, I've said this many times before, and people really need to look at this, an electron microscope to even see it, okay? We're talking about a subatomic scale resolution device Mm -hmm. and blame that invisible particle on shutting down the entire world and forcing vaccines on the planet and ending hundreds of thousands of people's livelihoods through economic warfare, right? Socially isolating the entire planet, interrupting all normal human behavior, societal interaction, because you're saying that an invisible particle that you haven't even demonstrated clearly you've isolated, nor have you fulfilled any of Koch postulates. Literally, the first one is you have to identify this particle 
only from diseased people. So it can't exist in the human environment. Well, guess what? PCR tests can't differentiate COVID-19 or any other variant from naturally occurring coronavirus particles. And then you go deeper down that rabbit hole and you realize that coronavirus is indistinguishable from exosomes. And so, and by the way, vir the virome requires viruses. So you have immunological self-tolerance and homeostasis. Viruses are forms of extending our gen genetic capability and allowing for adaptability in relation to our environment. They're not evil vectors mm -hmm. of sin and grief and morbidity and death the way that they've projected this into the mainstream. So they've used the viral theory as a political weapon and they played the Trump card, which is the death card. That is how desperate they were as the political system was starting to dissolve and collapse upon itself post internet revolution where you can't hide anything, right? So they're using this tactic as a desperate ploy to try to basically take over world governments and inject a new global governance structure under the false uh, auspices of saving the world from, again, an invisible deadly enemy. It's the endless war on terror uh, now transmogrified into bioterrorism, meaning your body is now a source of terrorism because you happen to have a, a virome. So again, uh, it's all based on this fundamental lack of acknowledgement of the science that has emerged in the past 25 years. I wrote my book, Regenerate, really to, to plumb the depths of these amazing discoveries, not knowing that it was probably essential for people to understand that germ theory is completely decimated, okay? It's never actually really been grounded in empirical observation anyway. And so what we're seeing here now is really the equivalent of a global takeover using COVID-1984, the pandemic, scamdemic, whatever you want to use as a more accurate term than not to say people have not died in hospitals, not to say that people don't die all the time from influenza-like illness, which the CDC disappeared last year because they needed to call everything COVID in order to justify these absolutely insane measures. So that's in a nutshell what I've been working with, as I know you have as well, and many of our listeners in the past year and a half is this, this madness, or even I sometimes call it the the clown uh, world order, because it's so beyond, it's so obvious that this is not based on science or reason or decency, that it's, um, it's almost laughable. You almost have to engage a form of levity to not let this capture your energy and drive you insane. Yeah, insanity's right. <laughs> yes, it has captured our energy because we've been talking about it for a year now. No, and I thought that he did a good job of kind of summarizing there. And, um, you know, you and I obviously consume a lot of content. I think we consume a lot of different content. So, you know, we mm -hmm. get a little bit different visibility on both sides. I might do a little bit more, um, you know, consuming some of the more mainstream. And then you, mm -hmm. you're you going out and grabbing uh, some of the stuff that, you know, you're not seeing in... in uh, uh, it's the algorithm. It's the algorithm. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we try to merge that together. I think Sayer, he does a good job just kind of explaining where, where we're at. And, uh, um, you know, I, I do come back to as well, I think this is multifaceted, right? So uh, you and I were just talking before we started recording, you know, you have the, the thing that's happening, this health event, you know, and then you have um, this other stuff, this finance event. 
that's happening. You know, you've got mm-hmm. this whole thing the, around this whole restructuring, complete restructuring, right? So it, it's uh, you know not only tied to the pandemic, but you know they're trying to tie it to uh, uh, you know global warming and, and, mm-hmm. and environmentalism and all of this and and uh, being green. And uh, got to build back better. Yeah, yeah, and and you know we've covered a little bit around, um, you know where they want to take things from a technology standpoint, and so when you say they, the royal they, no. <laughs> <laughs> you said that a lot this episode. Do you want to clarify? Yeah, well, for I mean, new listeners. <laughs> well, I mean they they is really a lot of these people in the highest echelons, you know, at these corporate. Uh, uh, um, Some people claim they know who they are, but I don't know. I'm not convinced. Well, that I mean, we know who they are. It's 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 people in in power. It's people who Some uh, people call make them money. The that, that Some people call them Mister Global. <laughs> Some people call them the Shadow Government. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, it's a lot of people. Okay. Some people. You call know them what I mean? The devil. <laughs> okay, man, you are tired. You're getting kooky all of a sudden. But. I mean, no, it's true. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's I just true. don't know where you're going there. But um, what I'm you are s- not there yet. But I'll get you there. <laughs> no, but but uh, when I say they, I mean obviously there there are a few of them that are out in the open, like the Klaus Schwabs, the Bill Gates. Yeah, the people out in the open are probably yeah, not the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you have a lot of groups, right? Where you just have a lot of People who are pushing policy, you know, a lot of the people in these uh, uh, governmental organizations like the EU, uh, the Trilateral I, Commission. Probably if we want to know who they are, we want to follow Ghislaine's, Maxwell's trial. She yeah, probably has we probably a, just need the a client notebook, list, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then we could probably start to connect a lot of dots. Um, which, but did you notice something interesting that a lot of people have been talking about? Uh, uh, people on the other camp, right? In the other camp, we call it like the resistance. <laughs> I guess Allison's calling the resistance. And even in that camp, people are not very organized. Now there's like undermining each other, all this confusion happening. Uh, but they were talking about, uh, Sayuji was talking about influenza, how influenza has disappeared. Influenza is also, the whole idea of influenza is also called, it's also based on a virus that no one has ever seen. And then we expand on that. And before COVID, we really called everything the flu. Oh, certainly, yeah. But yeah. that f- the flu vaccine really never took took off really like every year was like this forced you know advertisement campaign um if you were in healthcare, it was always like get your flu shot it was never a requirement really it was more like a peer more like a peer pressure going well, and, on and the efficacy was pretty well um i mean you can measure to be low you can measure efficacy when you haven't seen the thing right well, right, but I'm just so, saying, even the even them who advertise bad numbers, they they couldn't polish that turd. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. But it's interesting to see that even in that, even in the resistance, we we have been talking about the flu, and I think it's just to see if we can get we can get people from point A germ theory to terrain theory in an instant. Right, so it's like maybe baby steps. Let's understand now that COVID could be the flu because we can't 
distinguish one from the other. And then maybe once people kind of get that, what happened to the flu? It disappeared. How come? Maybe we can expand into, well, maybe is the terrain. And the only reason to me the terrain seems a more plausible theory is because I've seen it with my own eyes in the journey of really recovering my children from childhood traumas and things that happened to them when they were little. I've seen that going through a diet that is rich in you know, fermented foods that in microorganisms that that really was a game changer for them. Yeah, don't be afraid of those things. Yeah, don't be afraid of getting into dirt and rolling there. Don't be afraid of, you know, drinking kombucha or making your ferments or don't be afraid of the, you know, like cooking with a bacteria in your own home, right? When you're fermenting anything, your bread, your drinks, your veggies, it's like using all the microbiome environment around you to in your food so you ingest it and your body absorbs it and these germs just just grow create new life and create abundance and they can break down food and they can enhance and boost it, the immune system if there is even an immune system because the more well, I, and I can just li- listening to you which obviously I've been on the same journey mm-hmm. right you know and and but I mean I'm listening to you and I'm like I'm thinking a lot of people listening going oh that sounds dirty you know what I mean like <laughs> well I mean but isn't it interesting how we are just brought up around sterility you know yeah, what I mean, I mean it, think about childbirth right the birth of our first child was in it in a hospital kind of a sterile environment i mean he was still born normal uh normal it was a normal birth but still in an environment with the first thing that's done when he's born he gets washed off with all these chemicals <laughs> so he's born with all this Thriving microbiome on his skin. He inhales that. He's go, he goes through the birth canal. And the first thing a hospital does is basically let's sterilize the heck out of this baby. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and what, what a different experience it was with the other two children. We're like, no, you don't clean him. Let me just yeah, hold yeah, him. Yeah, just give him know? to me. Give him to me. Yeah, give him to me. Let's... Let the, the microbes do their magic. But but you think about it anywhere. I mean, you know, we're like, what can I what can I clean this with? Do you have Lysol wipes? You know, yeah. let, let, let me get rid of every, you know. It, I mean, the whole industry is based on gem theory, if you really think about it. The soap you use, you know, the detergent. I mean, not saying that you shouldn't use those things, but, you know, antibiotics, anything that's like intramicrobial antibiotic is anti is anti-life yeah well you, you just have to ask yourself i mean do you really believe that you are separate from this world you know like you like you are mm-hmm. you are in it but not of it yeah you know you are made of it you are made of stardust right who said carl sagan didn't he say that you are made of stardust he was part of this oh don't go there you gotta <laughs> love carl come on no but um <laughs> you know you are made of stardust and uh you know, from the earth you rose, yeah. and and everything that is in you, and to the earth you will you return. you will return. You know, and and so to be afraid of all of those things, and to think that 
it is all out to kill you. Yeah. You know, what a sad existence. And, what a sad existence. You know, we can't even have that conversation. And, and uh, but you know, another thing I wanted to, um, to touch on, which I, I, I mentioned in that write up at the beginning, you know, that there, there seems to be, at least in, in my algorithm and my news feeds, there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of infighting. It's almost like we're seeing, you know, some deterioration, you know, people not wanting to work together even though mm-hmm. uh from a from a philosophical standpoint they're probably in complete alignment you know but mm-hmm. but uh at least how you get from point a to point b they disagree or what is the most important factor to be focused in on right you know it, it is of disagreement as well and and, mm-hmm. and uh, i really think that we need to um you know really look at the data right and we need to look at the individual uh, uh, things that those indiv- that those people did, you know, like so. If we, if we look at like Robert F. Kennedy, I mean, I think he's done a lot of good, mm-hmm. you know, and I still like him. Um, I've got some problems, you know, with with some of yeah, these some associations going after the pharmaceutical companies for wanting to inject the children with very, you know, with no data basically around these these experimental products. They're yeah. being pushed down everybody's throats. It, but I, I wonder why um, all these people are not working together. I just I, I wonder what it is about this that they can't kind of put their own pride aside and say, hey, you know, look, the at the end of the day, we want. Do you think it's pride or do you think it's fear? Well, I mean, isn't isn't that what pride is to a certain extent? Is a little bit of fear. You know what I mean? It's like it's pride is saying. Uh, um, I know what I know, and I know it really well. So, um, but, but maybe what that really means is I have fear of what you know. So I'm going to just stick with, with what I know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's clinging on to this identity you created around these ideas or your profession, or you know, and then losing your identity. Maybe the fear of losing your identity. But it, there could be other factors too. We always wonder how do powerful people and we even asked that question in the interview with robert how come people like robert uh f kennedy is not dead yeah. how come people like del big tree are still alive because they've been talking against establishment i mean they certainly have met um challenge right you maybe know. that is a challenge we don't know what's happening behind the scenes we don't know if families are being threatened we don't know if they were put in uncomfortable positions on purpose because that happens too i mean we see that in movies all the time where the politician what was that that movie the guy from eastern europe barat Barat, and who who was he talking to uh giuliani oh yeah and they brought in I mean, prostitute. think about that. They bring in this prostitute. Did he know it was a prostitute? Yeah, I think he knew it was a prostitute. He didn't know that she was, well, I don't even know if she was really underage or something. Right. They, 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 that's what they said. They, they bring told this him, yeah. attractive woman, and you are, you know, a man, I guess, in the position, a powerful position, and you bring, you lure him in with this attractive lady, and then you gather evidence that he was. She, Either she was underage or he was entertaining. I mean, th- there's a lot of that out there. So who is to say? 
oh yeah yeah what's happening behind the scenes yeah. you'll never yeah that you'll never hear about people were not compromised i mean or... isn't that really what the whole epstein trial is about right is that their whole their whole uh racket was a honeypot mm-hmm. you know in order to get um you know information on people in 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 uh predicaments that they yeah. would not want people to know about and then use those pr- that, that proof to blackmail them yeah. into doing what they wanted to do. So, yeah, you have no idea how so much you of go that back, goes on. So you go back to the question, really, that I wanted to explore in this episode, which is the question of, of trust. Who do you trust? What content do you trust? Um, who do you support, too? Because we support some of those organizations ourselves because we all have our expertise, but we can't really do everything, right? What was that quote? You had a quote around trust, didn't you? Uh, yes, I did. I can read that. It was from Dr. Melissa Sell, and she said she had a post somewhere that said, allowing any other human, any govern, gov, governing body or employer to think for you or make decisions for you is suicide. To abandon your own mind is to abandon your soul, the very essence of your being. No one knows what is best for you except you. Yeah. Well, and and, and to tie that into, before you kind of go on on what you were, you the thought you had, you know, I, I was really trying to get people to say, hey, look, you know, there are these people that are out in the public eye that are fighting this, and we tend to get attached to them. But, you know, we, we need to be willing to become our own heroes, you mm-hmm. know, and, 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 and take these big bigger steps on our own. We can't just let these people who, you know, have a little bit of celebrity and whatnot take it on. And then, you know, if they have some associations or, or some business dealings that, you know, don't pass muster, then, you know, we, we feel really let down. I mean, at the end of the day, we should feel let down by what we're providing to the situation, you know, Mm -hmm. how how are we helping things get better or stay the same? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I know you and I, we're trying to participate more, you know, like in local government and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, but then also coming to the realization that the way that we do things is not very efficient or it's not, it's not really serving, uh, mankind, the way that it should, it's almost like we go into the battle trying to, to, to fight the battle with tools that don't really work. So it's it's like the, the story about this local um, representative for the state of Idaho that was from this area. So it's, you know, a county that doesn't have a whole lot of people. And a group of citizens that are really trying to change things in the political arena, uh, you know, grassroots supported this individual. And then he gets to Boise and he totally gets bought. Well, and I think, uh, you know, we were talking saying, well, was it just a matter of bought? And they said, I don't even know if it was a matter of money. It was more, um, he'd never had this adoration. And, yes. and and so these these groups were giving him this adoration, and he decided that he really wanted he was, to. He was going to go places. Yeah, yeah. They kind of talked him up, gave him a big head, and and he wants that whole uh, atmosphere that they are pitching. You know, he never thought that he would have the ability to have that, mm-hmm. and and so you know because he's getting so many people in his ear saying all the things you want to hear. Yeah. You know, he's willing to kind of sell everyone else down the river. 
And uh, yeah, and we can't even really judge these people because we're not in that position. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want. I mean, I commend people that want to get into politics, you know, to do the right thing or to make things better. I I don't think I would ever do that because the system just sets you up to fail. Yeah. You know, they lure you with money, with attention, with. Or maybe they they give you the ultimate checkmate, right? They tell you, well, if you don't do this, here, I provided you incentive, kind of like the vaccine thing. Here mm-hmm. is a McDonald's meal, Here's or here is some money, yeah. some money. And then when it doesn't work, what they do? Oh, we're gonna force you. So let's threaten your family. Or we're gonna force vaccinate you. Lose your job. Lose your job. You know. So and you know when it gets to that point is because they are desperate. Yeah. So should we play that that clip about trust from Sire G? I thought was was really yeah part of that apropos. same interview, right? Yeah. Well, this is such an important topic because it does boil down to trust. And for me, the front lines are actually: Do I trust my body to be able to handle adversity, whether that's an imaginary or real particle, whether it was conceived in a bioweapons facility in Wuhan or somewhere in the States and released on the public, or whether it was naturally occurring or zoonosis, maybe a bat in a wet market, you know, interacted with a human. It doesn't matter. Do I trust my body's resilience? Or maybe it's someone who was vaccinated, right? With a Pfizer vaccine, where in the study design protocol, it literally says that if you have been vaccinated by this, Be careful if you are around a breastfeeding person, because there is an awareness that it can transmit. In fact, that's also known as a self-amplifying vaccine, which the mRNA platform encompasses, and they know about this. So in other words, some people are concerned about being transmitted to by the vaccinated, and it's legit concern, but still, do I trust my body? My answer is always yes. And the symptoms of disease are not they're not going to kill you. Like meaning that the symptoms are your body's attempt to heal. And so that's a radical notion from the perspective of allopathy and germ theory, because, oh my God, if you're, you have a 102 fever, you could be the next patient zero that will take the whole world into another pandemic that they've literally weaponized this to the point where being human and having the most natural homeostatic symptom of self-healing could be weaponized to the point where they'll literally take you and put you in a green zone internment camp, right? They've literally rolled these out in places like Australia. Like, so obviously this is like what you could call communism slash fascism that's been couched in, uh, oh, the government loves us so much that they, they care so much about you getting this one infection. So trust is what this is all about. You know, when he said, uh, he was talking about like the symptoms of disease, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that was something that you talk about a paradigm shift, you know, you're, I think at least me, my experience, I can't speak for other people, but you know, I, I never really thought of, okay, when I get sick and I have a cough and I have phlegm and I have mucus, I'm sneezing, runny nose. I'm just thinking, oh, okay, look, um, this virus has run amok and it's making things work improperly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 uh, cuz I know there's always a little bit of mucus, you know, in your in your in your nasal cavity. There's always uh uh um liquid, you know, in your throat and whatnot. It's like, "Oh, it's just, you know, this, this virus has forced you to 
to work improperly and you're making more of it than you need to, mm-hmm. you know, while you're sick. So let's give you some medicine to well, but stop I, the symptoms. Yeah, I just never had the idea that, okay, well, no, what's actually happening is, is your body is trying to expel. Your body is healing. Yeah, it's trying to expel toxins. And it's trying to get rid of those things. And the way that it does is it, it pushes it out any way that it, it can or that it finds that it's most efficient, whether that is through the skin or whether that is coughing it out, whether that is uh, uh, mucus through the, the nasal passage, mm-hmm. whatever. That's what it's doing. It's trying to push it out of the body, all of these, mm-hmm. uh, these things that we collect. System. Yeah, yeah, whether, whether, yeah, whether you're on the toilet for three hours yes. or whatever. But... That was a paradigm shift, you know, and then uh, it really, to me, I mean, obviously being sick is no fun. You, you don't want to do it, but, right. you know, it, it does make you see it a little bit differently. And, and you don't want to... It wanna, is so freeing. Yeah, you don't want to stymie it. To see it that way. Just let it pass through you. And now your body's doing exactly what it was designed to do. Well, and, and I think that what at least... I think you've noticed it too, but I've noticed it is that because we don't medicate, you know, like with, you know, the traditional, you know, the NyQuil's and the things like that, which are really just essentially suppressing those symptoms mm-hmm. from happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the, the sickness can, can sometimes be more intense, but it seems like it's always very short-lived, mm-hmm. you know, by comparison. Sometimes I used to be sick for a week or two at a time and you know now it might be a couple of days and mm-hmm. then it's it, it, it cycles it's because i'm not and i'm also just not eating those things that we know aren't assisting the body right sugar mm-hmm. dairy things of those nature you know trying to just focus around on proteins vegetables you know things like that and and we seem to turn it around a lot quicker so when we had this paradigm shift or especially me you know, that's getting me to look at this all very differently. And when they're not really giving anyone any information, and that's something that I will tell you that, that Dr. Peter McAuliffe in that Rogan interview, uh, he goes over in great detail around, you know, the fact that how they structured educating the public, you know, on, on what they could be doing to keep themselves out, or then if they had symptoms, you know, what could you do for early treatment? He said, I mean, he goes, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's, it's, it's the crappiest uh, uh, setup I've ever seen. I mean, it, it's it's nutty. I mean, we know how uh, response to you know I'm using air quotes infectious disease should be handled. Mm-hmm. And with, with with the way that you educate the public, you go over as you get new information, you continually share. Hey, you, you may want to try this, supplementing with vitamins, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But there was none of that. There was none. In fact, they were trying to stay opposite. away. Yeah, it yeah. was the opposite. Stay in your house. Don't go outside. Don't breathe fresh air. Don't be with people. Don't do anything joyous. Just sit in front of your TV. Yeah. So, so I <laughs> and mean, nobody ever talk about any dietary things you could do. But when you look at disease differently, you it, th- this whole thing just changes a lot. Now, I mean, yeah, it changes ha- the paradigm. Having said that, right? I mean, we we obviously are more healthy people just from you know, body mass and all that. I mean, you've got a lot of people who have a lot of problems, right? And people who have problems, they certainly need to, you know, reassess, you know, how they're uh, attacking um, this. Because when you have problems in your body like that, that typically means that, you know, the, 
something's not operating correctly or maybe you're you're giving an input that's not good for it you know you're in a bad environment things of that nature so if you're not adjusting any of those things just by getting sick and letting it pass through you you know because i think that's the challenge that we've had here some extra support you may need some extra support yeah, yeah and i think it really starts with really believing that your body is that temple right that your soul inhabits and that allows you to have this this human experience Mm -hmm. and if you don't take care of that you can't really have the the human experience right and and i think it a lot is we just don't think about it because as we talked about that before we've given our power away you were just telling us about a friend that had some symptoms some some covid related symptoms that were kind of severe and they decided to go to the hospital and not saying that people shouldn't go to the hospital just understand that once you go into the hospital the protocols they're going to use are not going to be and this might sound weird, but they're not really pro-life because it's a lot of suppressing symptomology and actually basically owning you at that point because if they don't let you leave, you can't leave. Yeah. Yeah. So so, you, so, you, you, so think about that. It's like it's like a prison, especially now where they would then isolate you from advocates that you could have, like your family members can be in there with you. You're there by yourself, and whatever they decide to do with you, you're not going to know. Like, remember when our son had his surgery? Like, I wanted to know every single drug that they were putting in the IV, and there were so many. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine going there and then just dropping him off, and then... And not being able to be there. And then they'll just tell you, okay, we'll call you when he's ready to be picked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just nutty, and that's been happening for two years, you know, with people... Uh, they go in and then, I mean, I suppose, you know, they can have phone conversations and whatnot, but I mean, it's different to have your advocates there right there with you, you know, having those conversations and everything. But once you go and decide to go into this healthcare system, which is not a healthcare system, I mean, I've been working in this system for a long time. It's a sick not. It's not about health. And not that, you know, I know I do support the system with, with my labor, um, but you know, just watching it, knowing from the inside, it is not a system that promotes health in any way. It promotes drugs and suppression of the functions of the human body. Yeah, maybe you don't feel. Maybe it's all about not feeling. You know, we know seventy percent of. The population in this country are in some type of psychotropic drug. It's all about not feeling, not feeling emotions, not feeling symptoms, not feeling the discomfort, mm-hmm. which we have explored before. So, but when we don't feel, we have no compass anymore. Yeah. We're not grounded anymore. We're just in the state of, you know, a vulnerability. Please, somebody else take care of me because I can't take care of myself because my compass is now 
broken because I can't feel any emotions and I can't feel any pain. It, it really reminds me of when I was doing my birth plan for our first child, where I remember one of the <laughs> the first things in my, my birthing classes said, the moment that you say yes to the IV, it's over. They got you. Whatever they they decide they, that is best for you, that's what they're going to do. They're not going to listen to you. They're not going to look at your birth plan. And I did give my power away there because I did not want to feel the pain. Mm -hmm. I was tired and I did not want to feel the pain. And then I gave my power away. And the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. No, that's nutty. Well, you know, uh, um, we have one more episode after today to wrap up not only this season, season four, but uh, we're wrapping up 2021. Yeah. So I haven't. There's quite... some bombshells coming. You guys have no idea. <laughs> I don't even think I have an idea. What you're looking at me with, like, uh, uh, oh, I'm getting you with oh, the program. Oh, oh, good don't Lord. you worry, good Lord. I mean, it's like the rabbit hole is gonna get a lot deeper. Yeah, every time I I come home, it's like, oh, you got to see this, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we live in the upside down. Yeah, yeah, but you know. Um, you know, I, I think it's so refreshing. You know, I, I told you about that group that 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 I, I hang out with this group now of uh, of dads, and uh, they all kind of think similarly, and and uh, and it's fun because you go over there, you start talking, right? And and not that everybody agrees, right? Some people have some, you know, divergent beliefs from myself. But what's so refreshing is that you can sit down and have those conversations, uh -huh. right? You know, it doesn't really matter what it is, you can have it, and it's like everybody's just open. It's like, look. I'm not requiring you to go along with my way of thinking on this, and you're not requiring me to go along with yours, but we can have fun mm -hmm. talking about it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then we can learn a lot about each other in that process. And so I think that that is something that uh, everybody's got to have. If they don't have that through some outlet, you know, with, with the people that they hang out with, if they have to go and play a part, you know, like, oh, I'm... Uh, I'm all for this, even when I'm not, type mm -hmm. of bullshit, you know, if it's not okay to at least say how you feel about, you know, the, the uh, um, you know, the situation that's being uh, overlaid on top of us, <laughs> then that's problematic, you know, mm -hmm. you, you need to find those people, do whatever you need to do to find that tribe, you know, that, that yeah. was something we talked about in the past episode too, you have to find your tribe, mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, and, and I can, you know, it takes effort. It doesn't just magically. <laughs> oh yeah, it doesn't just magically happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it can be be a little bit painful, but uh, we've really appreciated you guys uh, listening to us through uh, the, these four seasons thus far, and we hope to really bring to you some new stuff and uh, kind of break the mold of what we've been doing. I think this season um, we had big plans. I do think that that some of the topics were just so large that mm -hmm. they were really hard this next season the topic that we're gonna go into is very large i mean if we haven't been challenging reality enough like this is just going to i mean it's been shaking my core yeah. honestly just to 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 realize that the world as 
I knew it's nothing like yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> so, so get ready for that. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't even know exactly what she's talking about yeah. yet. So she's going to surprise me, but, um, you know, j- j- just, uh, do your work, do the work, figure out what is meaningful to you and go out there, speak your truth, be understanding. The work starts with you. It does. Getting to know thyself. And then we'll try to figure out here for our 40th episode how we can go out of 2021 with a bang. Um, you know, leave it on a good note here, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe do something inspirational on uh, episode 40. Oh, I, I have it all in my head oh, already. Shit. You don't even need me anymore. I think I'm just going to start a secondary <laughs> podcast up, okay? You're the spokesperson. We'll just call it... Uh, you are the articulate one. Shit, Fabby won't let me talk about on the other podcast. That's the name of it. Oh, you want to... Remind people about our Telegram group. Oh, yeah. We got a Telegram group, the Collective Resistance Podcast. So just search for that. If you like uh, what you hear, join us there. And also, if you would be so inclined to or kind, leave us a review. Yeah, leave us a review. Um on, on any of the any of the podcast uh, uh, applications that, that you, you use. prefer. We did also we that start a crypto group. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's called Collective Crypto. So if you uh, are interested in joining that, it's really kind of a newbie group. You know, mm-hmm. we're not professionals by any Crypto way, shape, or form. But but it's basically just where people can feel. Uh, I don't want to say the word safe. They can feel that it's a friendly environment to ask. You know, uh, dumb safe. questions. No, I mean, I just <laughs> I just hate talking. It's like talking like a. I don't want to say liberal, but, you know, I need, I need a safe space, okay? Give me a safe space where nobody's mm-hmm. going to get in my face, mm-hmm. you know? And, and uh, um, but what I mean is, is it's if, you, if you're interested in crypto and you feel like you might have some dumb questions, then that's mm-hmm. the group for, for you. you. Ask your dumb questions and mm-hmm. we will... We uh, may have... We may have the answer. We may say, "Hey, look, there's some some uh, uh, resources you might want to look into," mm-hmm. but uh, you know, don't take our word for it. Just mm-hmm. this is what we did, and it worked for us. Um, but again, not financial advice. Yep. <laughs> um, so anyway, that is another episode of the Collective Resistance Podcast. Fabiola, what do you want to tell everybody? Hey, everybody, stay healthy, stay safe, stay curious. <laughs>